Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversations from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. I am your host, Tiffany, and in this episode, episode 13, you are going to hear my co-host Craig and I discuss how we serve in church. If you have listened to any other episode of this podcast, you are probably aware that Craig and I are married, and one of our biggest passions is serving in church together. We have done that for all of our married lives, and it's just a huge passion for us, and we know that some of you have that passion as well, so we thought we would discuss that on today's show. We have served in church for a long time, so what you're going to hear us talk about is how it's changed, how it's evolved, how we have had to change and evolve and adapt, and I hope that you will be blessed by this episode and learn something and be encouraged. Thank you so much for all the support that our podcast continues to receive. It's so wonderful to read your reviews and see your five-star ratings. We got one recently, a five-star rating that is titled, Brings Me Joy from BWHT1724 who says, I love listening to podcasts and needed a new one to listen to. This one is lighthearted, clean, and truly brings me joy to listen. Thank you so much for leaving that wonderful review. If you have not yet taken the time to review our podcast, you can do that on Spotify. You can also do that on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate the podcast without even a review. It will allow you to leave a five-star rating, but we are really encouraged when we read your positive notes to us. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at the How To Gurus. We are on Instagram at the How To Gurus podcast. You can message us there. It's so fun to hear from you guys. We really appreciate the support. Now on to the show. Hello. Hey. What's going on? Oh, just talking to you here on the How To Gurus. What episode is this? This is... I ask almost every time. You do. This is episode 13. 13? Lucky number 13. Isn't that a lucky number? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Seven? Maybe seven's a lucky number. Sure, we shouldn't skip this episode? No. Oh, because it's Friday the 13th. That's what I'm thinking of. So is that bad? Nah. Today's not Friday the 13th. No. Today is not. That would be really creepy if we were recording episode 13 on Friday the 13th. But we're not. This episode is dropping on July 3rd, the 13th episode on July 3rd. So there's a three in common. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty soon, as we keep going with this thing, I'm not going to remember what episode it is. I know. And I'll have to to look. I only know when I start editing it and posting it. But we have just a few under our belt, just a handful. So it's a little bit easier for me to remember. And this one is number 13. So you're coming off of an interview with Courtney. Yes. Courtney Cops was on last week. Yeah. And we talked about how to serve the homeless community. Yeah. It's something that God led her to for a lot of years of her life. She did that. Yeah. And it was a really good conversation. So I'm getting behind. I haven't had an interview yet. You're going to have to jump on that. Yeah. You're going to have to start texting your friends. Do I have hey, friends? Craig's friends. Who wants to be interviewed on the How To Gurus? Do Send I have them a text. Do I have friends that listen to this? Um, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ouch. You do because you say that people have come up to you or text you or messaged you, right? I know. I'm that fine. say you do a good job and that they like your podcast. The next time somebody does that, say, hey, you want to come <laughs> let me interview you? Just every random person that says, <laughs> hey, that's cool that you have a podcast. Every one has some kind of a how-to knowledge. That's true. I have information to share and give. I think that is true. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you could just ask the random person, what's your how-to knowledge? Right. <laughs> I'll have to get on that. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. The listeners want you. They want you to interview somebody. They're they tired of hearing that? me talk. <laughs> Whatever. They all say the same thing and that you have the voice and the face for radio. <laughs> I mean, I excuse me. <laughs> You have the you voice and I have the me face. On our and I have the face. So I said offended. it wrong. I'm I so said offended. it wrong. I have and the face for That's radio. a wrap. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Close this one down. <laughs> Edit that out. No, I totally said that wrong. Yeah, no. I think it's your voice is the more the anchor. You're the news anchor. I'm the news anchor. Yeah. I don't know. When I'm editing this podcast and I have to keep hearing my voice, I feel bad for you sometimes that I sound like this. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like in my head, I don't sound like that. Oh, yeah. Don't you sound different to yourself in your head than when you hear yourself recorded? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, I no. thought everybody did. I think I just sound like me. So the voice you hear in your head when you're talking is the same thing Wait a minute. Hold that on, you hold on, hear. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> First off, you hear voices in your head? No. I said the voice I hear when I'm talking. Can you hear yourself talk? Yeah. That sounds different to me than when I hear it on the podcast. And most think... everyone I've ever talked to about a re- their recorded voice, they think they sound different recorded. Really? But really they don't. They sound like what I think they sound like all the time. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what I sound like all the time. Is this. Wow. You're the first person I've ever talked to that says that. Oh, that's you're interesting. Very, you're very unique. Well, we already knew that. <laughs> I'm just more worried about those voices you're hearing in your head. Listen. You should appreciate those voices. They keep me out of trouble. Do you talk yourself out of things? Yeah, I do all the time. Oh. You got the little angel on one side and the little <laughs> devil on the other, and they go to battle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Maybe that's my problem. What? I don't hear voices in my head. That is a problem. You should yeah. hear the Holy Spirit. That's not in my head. Where is that? In my heart. <laughs> in my soul. In your soul. That still small voice. What's going on this weekend? We've got some fun stuff coming up. We are going to camp camp youth camp yeah we're acting like teenagers yeah the problem is is that i'm not a teenager (laughs) as what we found out from the last weekend that we just had yes tell the people what happened this last weekend where you learned that you're not a teenager so last weekend we went to a place called nuga splash in chattanooga out in hickson it's a cute catchy little name yes it's a big basically a big blow up obstacle course that floats on the water and you get on there and you fall (laughs) yes you're not supposed to but i fall well first of all you have to wear a life jacket yes and you have to swim kind of far out yeah it was further than to get to it and it's hard to swim in a life jacket i don't know when the last time was i had to do that that was a lot of work getting out there your time starts like when you get your life jacket put on up by the check-in station or whatever oh is that when it started and then you walk all the way down to the lake edge and then you have to swim all the way out to the thing it's like wow it's a long way so for me it's like took 15 minutes just to get out there (laughs) it felt like a long time but then you climb up on it and it is slippery oh yeah so it's just a big air blow up obstacle course huge blow up obstacle course it's floating on the lake and you're supposed to try to do all these challenges and you know jump over and it's like a blob, and, lily pads, oh my climbing gosh. walls. And you're soaking wet. You're <laughs> And there's little children flying past you. Oh, yeah. Because they weigh it's 25 pounds. It's not made for big boys. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know what happens when you step on something that is inflated when you're big. <laughs> it squishes. It does not hold It deflates. Well. And when these little kids are like flying across it or these smaller people... <laughs> are flying across it, you know, it kind of just like bounces. Right. You know, just glides And what happens when it. you step on it? It goes under. <laughs> it goes into the water. <laughs> yeah. And then I do. So then I fall over. But we all fell a lot though. Yes. We everybody took our kids too and we were with Craig's sister's family and we all fell a lot, which is fine. The falling yeah. isn't necessarily a problem. Now, sometimes it is the problem because you hit... <sighs> some pieces of this inflatable thing as you go down and you would think it wouldn't hurt, but sometimes it does hurt. But the hardest part is getting back up on the inflatable thing. Yeah. You have to pull yourself up out of the lake and climb back on it. It was so much fun. We enjoyed it so much, but I was hurting. I was hurting more in my abs, like within the first 10 minutes just from laughing. Yes. It was pretty hysterical. I mean, Watching people try to go across some of that stuff and falling and slamming into all that. I mean, it's just hilarious. So for the listener, if you remember the show called Wipeout, I don't remember when that show was on, but it may still be on. I don't know. I was thinking American Gladiator. So I'm going oh, way Oh, that's back. way back. Yes. Yeah. But American Gladiator is kind of the same. Where they thing. had all those different obstacles yeah. and challenges. It's like American Gladiator, but on water. But that's why I said Wipeout, because that well, was on water. No, you're probably closer to it. I mean, yeah. Wipeout is more like it because American Gladiator had the gladiators that was like fighting the against opponents. you. There's nobody fighting against you and yet fighting you still yourself. get wiped out. <laughs> yeah. That's You're fighting the tubes. It's the, the water. Yes. The slippery parts. But yes, that so definitely when showed we me go, how old I am. 
When we go to youth camp with the teenagers yes, soon, have you learned anything from the experience at Nougat Splash? Are you going to do anything different this weekend than what you did last weekend? <laughs> You're just staring at me. <laughs> so Probably uh, That not. makes me feel like you didn't learn anything. <laughs> When have I ever learned anything? I mean, I'll probably dial it down a little bit because it's it's more than just like one hour. Yes, it's several you days. Know, it's several days. So I got to last. So I got to give myself a little in- increments. It's hard. Pace I don't yourself. have an off switch. That's true. You it's do a not. problem with me. Yeah, they're all in. All, all out. In all the time. And then the problem is, is it kills me. So You're also very competitive. Mm-hmm. And at youth camp, we play a lot of games and we're on teams and the teams are competing against each other. Yep. So it's hard for you to dial it but, back in that situation. But here's the thing, and this is only through years and years of working with teenagers, that if you don't like get in there and give it your all and have fun and be goofy, sometimes they're just like, eh. The teenagers are like, eh. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I think it just hypes them up a little bit more. You're right. Like lead by example. Yeah. Get involved so they'll want to get involved. We were playing a kickball game a month or so ago right at the beginning of summer we had a family night for our students at our church and so several of them came with their parents and siblings and we did a well it was like an adult against kid yeah kickball game and it was out in a field not on like a it's a softball field but it's brand new it's It's not brand new it's not worn in yet so craig's running the bases and slides and it's not really that kind of field yet where you can slide and he's wearing shorts and the field has rocks and stuff all in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just tore up his whole leg. He had scratches and do. scabs on it for days. And this was just a fun parents versus kids yeah. kickball game. We were having hot dogs and hamburgers. But who won? I don't even know. The parents won or the adults no. won. That's Come how competitive on. I am. That I don't even remember who won. <laughs> yeah, that drives me crazy. <laughs> Anyhow. So, <laughs> youth camp... How many youth camps have we gone to? Have you gone to? You've gone to more than I have. I, think I have I've missed gone a couple to more than you more have. than you have. Oh, I I could not even count how many yeah. I've been to. I don't. You'd know. probably be better off counting how many you haven't gone to since. Maybe high school. so. Yes, maybe so. Because it's probably like less than a handful. We attended youth camp both of us as teenagers. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Then after. Mm-hmm. There was a couple years where we didn't go. I didn't go to youth camp. We didn't go to youth camp when we were first married. When we right. helped our brother-in-law with students, we didn't go to youth camp with them. We went on a mission trip. Well, with on a mission trip, but we didn't go on youth camp. Um, I I don't know. We worked in student ministry prior to the ministry we're in now. We worked in one for seventeen years, and I went to camp almost every summer. Yeah, there were a few summers I didn't go. There were a few summers where I kept our youth pastor's kids which is yeah. Courtney's kids yeah. that was on the podcast last week. They We were in student ministry with them for a long time, and sometimes she would go to camp and I would keep her kids. But some of those years, we would go to two camps. We would do a middle school camp and a high school camp. Oh, yeah. For so she'd time. go to the middle school camp, and I would keep her kids while she was there, and then I would go to high school camp mm-hmm. some years. So I don't know. I've gone to camp a lot of summers and a lot of different styles of church camps, too. Yeah. How many church camps do you think you've been to? A I lot. mean, different church camps? A lot. But yeah. I mean, I've missed more than you have just over the years, different jobs and different situations like that. But I mean, I pretty much went as much as I could. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is vacation time. Right. Because we have to take time off work to go. And when right. our kids were little, we had to get child care for them so mm-hmm. they would say with your mom we're really fortunate that your parents live close by and our kids love them and they love our kids and they are always gracious to let our kids hang out at their house especially when they were little so now that our kids are older they can stay home more alone and stuff and they don't go over there as much but when they were little they loved to be over there so they would stay a week over there while we would go to camp a lot and then not want to come home and then not want to come home yeah they loved it they were at their own little camp yeah grandma camp yeah <laughs> Talking about youth camp, I mean, there's other aspects of ministry that we've served in over the years. Give a brief rundown of what some of the ministries have been that we've been in. I mean, I've been involved in, we had that Awanas, which is the youth program, or the kids Bible, almost like like a a Bible club. Bible club, yeah. It focuses on scripture memory. It's called Awanas. I was in that growing up, and then it just so happened that the church we were in whenever we were in college had it as well, and then the church whenever we came back here to Murfreesboro after college had it as well 
yeah. there. We worked in that. And then I've been involved in music, the audiovisual mm-hmm. parts of church, of course, the youth. I've done some teaching. Yes, you taught Sunday school. You did a youth taught Sunday school, Sunday school yeah. class for a while. Which that's part of leading youth. But yeah. you had your own separate junior high boys Sunday yeah. school class that you served in for a while. Yeah. So we taught in Awanas. We led in that. I led in Sparkies. What do you yeah. lead? What was your group I called? I was in boys it was either the pals or pioneers yes and then they changed those names yeah and then when we moved to murfreesboro and we did awanas we did the middle school age students so it was yeah. still like youth ministry it was the jv but it was called the jv and i have served in the nursery mm-hmm. the keeping the babies and the toddlers so the moms can enjoy service i've stopped in there a few times when you were in there yes you sometimes would volunteer if we were in a pinch or something. I would help you out <laughs> yeah. until it came to the diaper change. Yeah, you didn't do that. I'm out. But our main ministry throughout the years, at least my main ministry, has been youth. Yeah. Because the nursery is usually like a once a month thing. And Awana's, of course, I kind of count that as youth. Like I said, when we moved to Murfreesboro because it was the middle school. And our youth group was middle school and high school. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty much been youth. And then the church we go to now, we've gone there for three years, and I helped direct our MOPS ministry, mm-hmm. which MOPS is an acronym, Mothers of Preschoolers. Yep. So it's not about the kids so much as it's about the moms. And that's been a fun transition for me these last few years because I have always ministered to young people, teenagers. So yeah. it's been a shift to now that I have teenagers, I've gone through baby stage, toddler stage, preschool stage, elementary age. I've gotten some seasoned mom life on me. So it's fun to get to share that with moms of younger ones and get to do life with them. So that's been something new for me and fun. Yep. What would be your biggest mystery? Are you still dominantly youth or is that mops thing like a 50-50? I would say that youth ministry is more time consuming because it doesn't stop. MOPS is a seasonal ministry. It runs September through May. We do some summer planning to get prepared for the year, but it does run more like with a school calendar type of thing. And it's also only twice a month that we meet. Our particular MOPS group meets two Tuesday nights a month. And we do have, as a director, I do have some meetings sprinkled in throughout there, maybe one a quarter or so, just to regroup and make sure we're on the same page. Or if we need to have a quick meeting about something here or there, then we will do that. But the actual meeting, the actual execution of it all is just twice a month, September through May, whereas student ministry is every single week, all year long. In our previous church that we were at for so long our student ministry it well I guess it was like this the whole time but we were in it twice a week pretty much at least for the most part that we were there we were in it on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights so it was very involved so I would say students is definitely the the more time-consuming one and then also my students text me throughout the week or message me you know if they want to talk or need me to pray about something or I'll try to message them or, you know, just stay in communication with yeah. them some throughout the week. Yeah. Guys don't do that as much. Yeah. <laughs> some, but they don't do it as much. It's not it's, as it's much, more yeah. rare. Of course, it's not I a have, weekly thing. I have moms from the mops ministry that I'll do that too, yeah. but I'm not what's called a table leader. I don't sit at a table with a group of moms. I'm more um, running around doing other things. Like I help staff the childcare that we have for the mops. And so I'm not sitting with them, talking through whatever problems they have as much as what like a table leader would. So they're probably texting their table leaders, that kind of stuff. But my teen girls will text me, you know, just whenever. Snapchat. I have Snapchat streak with some of them. (laughs) So what's funny to me is that specifically with you, not as much with me, but it is with me as we are in our older stage, some of those you're in mops and some of the moms are girls that were in your youth group or That's were right. in the youth group that we came up through our youth group and stuff like that. Yes, several and of our And even moms. some of the men in the church doing ministry is young men that I have come up through uh, within youth ministry as well. Yeah. And it's just kind of neat to see. And I, I've talked to several of them at times I and, mean, you know, just told them how proud I am, you know, that they're mm-hmm. still involved in the church because we see so many kids as soon as they graduate high school, the statistics are crazy, but that they're gone, you know, and they're out the door yeah. and they don't come back. So seeing young people that are still involved and mm-hmm. serving 
and that's the huge thing is they're serving. They're not just checking off their checkbox and going to church every week. They're actually in it and they're serving. It's really cool because, you know, we've got several that were just kids that we mentored and stuff like that over the years and they're spread out all over the country really you yeah. know doing different aspects of ministry some of them are in ministry and it's just really cool to see and that's a testament to the youth pastors that have jeff cops and tyler and you know just all their efforts put into the investment into them and then allowing us to invest in them as well and so it's just a it's kind of a proud moment you know yeah kind of like your kid you know yeah they're like your kid you feel proud of them yeah it's also really hopeful because yeah. students go through a hard time. Oh, we've yeah. all been students. We've all been in middle school. We've all been in high school. Yeah. Those can be challenging years as a student and as a parent of a student. Yeah. Just as a kid is learning their individuality, learning who they yeah. are, who they want to be, it can be a really challenging time because they maybe are going against what their parents have taught them or maybe they are going against the things of faith that they've learned and they're having to figure out for themselves what they want their faith walk to look like, what they want their relationship with Christ to look like. And that can be a painful process. And like you said, there's a lot of teenagers we know statistically who graduate from high school and move out of their parents' house and go to college and they don't ever go to church again or there's a gap of a lot of years and they don't come back until they get married or start having kids. And we do see that too. And that is hopeful to me that even if they have fallen away, that they come back. And that makes me really happy that they do that. We have worked, like you said, under really good student ministers who love their kids. And that makes a huge difference. The kids can feel that and they want to come and they want to be in your youth group when Uh they know that you care for them. But also their friends have a really strong pull on them. So they might go through a season where they don't show up to youth group for maybe all of sophomore year or something like that. And then they might come back around junior year, senior year and just become all in involved. And we've seen all different scales of that. And just being there for them and living on them and being a constant in their life, not a nag. You know, if one of my girls isn't there or hasn't been there in a while, I'll send her a text and let her know I miss her. And if I see her on a Sunday morning, because some of them will come on Sunday morning with their parents for regular church, but then I don't see them on Wednesday nights at youth group. So just touch and base with them, not to nag them and say, where have you been? Why aren't you here? But just let them know I care. And mm-hmm. sometimes they'll text me back and sometimes they won't. Or sometimes they'll show up on a Wednesday and come give me a big hug and tell yeah. me they miss me or they're so glad that they're here, you know. And just it's not about me. It's about them. And I just am really always very happy when I see them. And I take that very seriously to be there for them and to try to be there regularly and just yeah be present in their life as much as they need for me to be how have you seen the transition over the years as we've gotten older and as ministries have changed kids are a lot different now than they used to be that's for sure and i'm sure that our parents would say that about us you know i think every generation probably looks at that but when we started student ministry there were no cell phones amongst teenagers and we barely had cell phones when we started student ministry we definitely didn't have smartphones we had phones that were Dumb pretty phones. much for yeah, <laughs> dumb phones. They were just were, calling. Well, and pretty much for emergency calling. Yeah. You know, we didn't even have texting when we first had cell phones. We just yeah. had calling, but you were limited on your minutes. Well, so it wasn't just like you were calling people. So that is definitely you're old. <laughs> I'm so old. Golly. But that's been a huge change. Is yeah. now. Every leader, every student, I mean, even the youngest students coming in, most of them, those fifth and sixth graders have smartphones and all the social media. And that just wasn't a thing back then, (laughs) back, back in the olden days when we started doing doing student ministry. So that creates issues, honestly, that weren't there when, Mm -hmm. when we were younger and we were working with students when we were in our 20s. So I'd say that's been something that's evolved and we've had to learn how to counsel kids through or work through just in our own small groups when you're leading, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago when I was leading or 15 years ago when I was leading, I didn't have to worry about are these students on their phone and not paying attention or like when we're sitting in a youth group service and they're supposed to be listening to the youth pastor you don't have to worry. You might worry they're like writing a note to their friend 15 years ago. Yeah. And now it's, they're not even communicating with the people in the room. They're <laughs> talking to people halfway around the world, you know? Yeah. So back whenever I was a teenager, I had, my grandpa actually had an electronic Bible. It was just look. it was like this tiny little like computer, computerized Bible. I mean, it had wow. this tiny little screen, it was yeah. just black, you know, the gray screen with the black letters that would come up. But 
it was just it had a whole keyboard and everything and i thought it was the coolest thing and so i ended up getting one mm-hmm. and i primarily used it to pass notes back and forth up and down it would go up <laughs> and down the aisle at church and everybody would just be talking and passing notes because you type stuff on you it. you didn't so. get bested for that i don't know i may have i'm sure i did i don't remember it <laughs> but that was hilarious electronic bible that was a big deal back then yeah well what have you noticed in teenagers as you've and we've done student ministry together for all these years yeah i think the biggest thing for me that i've noticed is that it's harder when you're dealing with the the teenagers the kids it's harder to get their attention because of that yeah you know they're so distracted you know they get out if it's on a wednesday night you know they've been in school all day and they just i don't remember being like that Mm -hmm. i may have been I don't know. We'd have to interview our your you know, former youth pastor, former youth pastor <laughs> when I was a kid. But I don't remember being like that. It's just like reining them in is just hard sometimes. You mean and getting their know. attention, like yeah, when getting their attention, trying, trying to, to keep their them. attention, yeah. and trying to even to interact with them and stuff like that. And maybe that's not them, and maybe it's me. Maybe it's because the older I get, I'm just like I can't deal with it. You know. Maybe you're less patient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it could be a combination of both, probably. Right. But I just see it's just a challenge. And again, that's probably more me than them. I do I think that kids have a shorter attention span it seems because like it. of the technology that we have. Everything, yeah. as the world progresses and technology progresses, you have so many things that can keep your attention that we don't keep our focus on one thing very long. Because yeah. I find that in myself. Well, it's just like you're battling for their attention because, I mean, and every, probably every youth pastor could tell you this, you know, that they'll be standing up there. And when you're standing up there and talking to youth, I mean, probably 99.9% of the audience is just like this blank stare, like, oh my gosh, when's he going to shut up? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. But that's not their true heart. No. I mean, that's, that's not, not what, what it is. Thinking. I'm just saying it's just they're worn out. They've, they're overloaded and some of them are overloaded and homework and just life is stressful and the stuff Mm -hmm. that they're dealing with is big. And I don't remember that as a teenager for me. When I look back at my teen years, I don't remember anything being like this big, heavy, stressful thing. I mean, I was like just living life, you know, carefree. Yeah, carefree. And I don't think the kids today do that. I mean, they're already being pressured about their careers or their futures or, you know, the scholarships for, you yeah. know, schools and all that kind of stuff. When they're like and 14. So, yeah. <laughs> and so by the time they come to a youth group service or something like that, I mean, they are bogged down and they are weighed down with this life that they live. So I think that's the biggest thing that I see because I even think back to not just me being in youth group, but even some of the earlier years of us serving with kids. And yeah, you always have the difficult kid, but 90% of the kids were what I would consider kind of like what I was, where there's just happy-go-lucky kids that were just happy to be there and just having fun. Mm-hmm. And they weren't stressed out about life and everything. And yet, like you said, you know, you've always got a few of them that are, but I feel like that's how it's been. We have a lot of really good kids in our youth group, a lot of really great families, but I think that as life now, goes on. you talking about now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have a great youth group. Yeah. But as life goes on, and I think anyone would acknowledge that living life in the year 2023 is much busier than oh, living yeah. life in 1993. Right. Everything has escalated so much that we are so busy. Yeah. And that is a big reason that I think kids, they have so many choices to make. When you and I were in youth group, there weren't choices. There weren't other activities to Uh -uh. choose to go to on a Wednesday night or on a Sunday. Those were known as church days. Their teachers would not give homework on Wednesdays because they knew families were going to church on Wednesday nights. Like that, it's just a total shift in our culture to where it's not really about what the kid is doing or not doing. It's kind of what our society and our culture is doing. Yeah, because even in sports and stuff, I don't remember being all weekend tournaments like you'd have a, something on saturday right. but it wouldn't last into sunday most of the time some of the bigger tournaments probably would when i played sports just regular rec league city sports right. we did not have things on sunday ever or on wednesdays ever no. and now with our kids even in just their rec leagues and stuff there's like 
Wednesday is just a normal yeah, day. Yeah, it's a normal day, yeah. And so you might have a practice every week or for yeah. that season or a game here or there. And that was unheard of, yeah. at least from where I'm from. Now, I am from a smaller town, and I didn't do, like, travel sports or club sports. Right. But I don't remember, kind of had, what you're saying, I don't remember yeah. hearing that. Right. And people, like, people in our youth group or in my circle of friends that went to church, maybe if they weren't in my youth group, they were in another one. I, right. I didn't hear them missing all the time. No. For their sports or for their clubs, their school no. clubs or anything you like that. You didn't hear that at all. And now it's very much a thing. It's, oh, absolutely. Well, my sports practice is every Wednesday mm-hmm. night or my music lessons yep. or my gymnastics or my play practice. or you know, There's so many things to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And I also think everything is way more competitive now. Than oh, what it bigger. was when I was younger. Everything is bigger. bigger. And again, I grew up in a but small town. But it shows. Town. I mean, when you go to their, like you said, like a play. Oh, how When good they put they on are. productions, yeah. man, they are awesome. Yeah. But they have to put in the time and they put in that time the entire week, every weeknight, pushing everything. And it does show. I get that. Mm-hmm. Well, I that's feel what bad I was for them sometimes. Saying <laughs> with about sports, you know, yeah. when I was trying out for school sports or city league sports or whatever. Yeah. There were some kids who wouldn't make a team, but I feel like in our area, if your child wants to play a school sport and they don't start playing that sport when they're five years old, Oh no, you're not. Well, playing. you can forget them making the middle school team or the high school yep. team because yep. well, it's, it's too late. Only, they didn't start till they were nine. So, and, <laughs> and it's not only that if they played since they were five in that same sport, but they also have to now currently be involved in a travel league and have private lessons and have private lessons just to be able to make it on the high school team. Right. I mean, we're a huge athletic city. Yes, it's there's some academics. Don't get me wrong, but athletes are huge around here i mean mm-hmm. you're talking about football and basketball baseball each school has their own little strength those kids are driven and just pounded mm-hmm. to succeed and to do better well and the, you're thinking about the sports because that's what you're interested in but we actually do have high academia here too because no i know that our daughter's yeah. high school has like the ib program right, which right. is international baccalaureate program which is very highly esteemed program we have a magnet high school here right we have a couple of private schools here that do classical education which is a very challenging curriculum yeah so is you got it on both levels that oh yeah yeah you've got the kids uh what, what do they say? The athletes and the athletes. So yeah. you've got the kids who are hardcore after the sports. And then yeah. you've got the kids who are hardcore after the academics. And then you've got some kids who are both. Oh, I know. I'm just, the only reason why I said that about the athletes is just because it's not talked about as much. It's not as popular going after the academics. Oh, see, I think it is. Well, I don't hear it in my circle, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you concentrate more on the sports because that's your interest. So you, yeah. that's what you're going to talk about with people more. Right. You know, but no, I think that the academic part is very highly sought after as well right no i know it is i know it is i'm it's probably more the male to female type perspective my perspective possibly yes yes. and that's the other aspect of it not only do they have all the extracurricular stuff but the homework level (laughs) is off the chart yeah i mean they're doing stuff in middle school that i was doing in high school and some of these high schoolers are definitely way above what i was doing in college Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy cow. Well, our high schools all offer dual enrollment, right, all of our yeah. public high schools. And you can graduate from high school with your high school diploma and your associate's degree to college. That's crazy. I went to our daughter's high school. Their graduation was last month and she wanted to go because she had some friends graduating. So we went and I think it was a large graduating class. And I want to say about six of them maybe stood up that they recognized has getting their high school diploma and their wow. so it's not a lot of them that do that but just yeah. the fact that the option is there and a lot of them they may not take enough dual enrollment classes to get their associate's degree but they take dual enrollment classes every semester so they might well, they're get close by the time they get out right they might yeah. have a semester of college or a year of college kind of out of the way some of their core classes they've already taken some of the credits yeah. it's crazy it's just crazy that's just stuff we didn't face as much or we didn't i guess those are opportunities that we didn't have is really what right. they are it's not anything negative and no please hear us say none of these things are negative it's just when you've been in student ministry as long as we have we have watched teenagers cycle through and we've gotten to now see a couple generations 
right. couple different generations of teenagers. And God, there is definitely sound really old. <laughs> like we're the grandparents. Yeah. We yeah. did start in student ministry young. Like when we started in student ministry, we were like less than a hand older than some of our students. I mean, we were like oh, yeah. almost their same age. So We've gotten a perspective, just I think a unique perspective where we started so young, mm-hmm. but you were talking about the attention span. Yeah. And the relaxation, the happy-go-lucky, the... Right. Them yeah. being interested in what you're mm-hmm. talking about or interested in what we're doing as a youth group. That's another thing I've noticed is the participation level. Right. It can really waver depending on what other things are going on. Oh, yeah. Which is another thing you and I did not really face as much as teenagers and we didn't see as much... Mm-mm when we were in student ministry in our earlier adulthood is there weren't as many entertainment options for the kids. And I think that's some of it now. No, is there's I mean, yeah. so much else they can do. There's so many choices, so much. Inter- they're used to being entertained, right. constant entertainment. So if we set up a game for everybody to play, yeah. like when you and I were in youth group, just everybody played it. It didn't matter if you were good at sports. It didn't matter if you were good yeah. at solving word puzzles, like whatever the game was, everyone just participated. Yeah. And now students are like oh i know i don't want to play that thanks like they're not mean or ugly they just no yeah. i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah i mean that does make a good point i do think whenever we were in youth group everybody or at least our core group of who you know we hung out with and stuff we all looked forward to going on wednesday nights because it was our entertainment i mean yeah. it was the only thing we did a lot of us especially as we got older into the youth group and stuff like that some of the guys and girl even girls but we all had jobs Mm -hmm. that we went to school and then we kind of went to a job and then Wednesday night was like just our relax and go hang out with friends and that was it but now I mean like even our kids you know or Taylor specifically she's constantly going and hanging out I mean we didn't do that I mean Wednesday night was it so during the week that was all you had yeah you know there wasn't oh we're gonna go hang out you know Monday night with this friend and Tuesday night with this group and we're going to go do this activity on Thursday night. And I mean, it's just constantly busy, you know, so yeah. we did look forward to it, I think a little bit more. And, Some you know, it wasn't always necessarily probably even for the right reasons. That we went to church. Right. Right. You know, it was probably more of a social thing. It wasn't you know? always to learn more about God. Right. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're human. It was something that we did look forward to it. And it was something that when we got there, like you said, you know, we were all in because right. that was it. That was our entertainment. That was our highlight to a week. Exactly. I mean, I grew up out in Bellbuckle. There's not a whole lot to do. Well, that's what <laughs> I was just getting ready to say was you're comparing what we did to what our daughter does, but you're also comparing country living to city living. And there is a difference. So there may have been kids in our era (laughs) who lived in larger cities that did more get togethers weekly with their friends and stuff. And when I was in high school, I did that on a small level, just we'd have club meetings at school and stuff, but on a much smaller level. Yes. I didn't have somewhere to go every single night. Like, she would definitely have plans every day. I mean, she oh, just, because yeah. we live right here in the city and all of her friends live really close. And so it's just easy for her to jump yep. in the car and go where she wants to go. And there's no problem with that. And that's everything we're saying. It's not that, oh, we did it right. And now oh, no, no, all no. these teenagers are doing it wrong. No. It's just interesting to us to see the yep. evolution of how student ministry has changed. Yep. And even our relationship with parents has really changed a lot. Right. I feel like when we were younger, we knew a lot of our students' parents a lot more. They mm-hmm. were maybe more hands-on, more involved. But I think that also plays into the technology is now maybe parents don't feel like they have to be there as much or get to know us as much because their student can just call them. Yep. Like, hey, come pick me up. I don't like what's going on. or, Or they have the tracking on the kid's phone like a life 360 app so they know that their kid did end up at church or whatever and so I think that parents are just more like oh y'all go to church we're gonna go to our small group which is at somebody's house or we've got dinner plans or whatever on youth group nights and when we were younger that wasn't the case you know our Mm-mm. parents took us to everything a lot of times they would hang out and wait for it to be over and we experienced that some in our early years of student ministry as leaders as well that parents would just they would show up at the youth activity too and they would just pitch in and help out you know right. with whatever and you just don't see that as much again because we're all so busy right. and because their student has every way to get a hold of them yeah and i don't think it's necessarily like i said it's not a dig 
it is just how our world has evolved and how mm-hmm. life has evolved and has gone. But but it does make you when you sit back and kind of look at the old days. Um, <laughs> it does make you just sit back and kind of reminisce about the different ways and how it has evolved and how just even how we have evolved. Yes, we've yeah. definitely had to shift our thinking yeah. a lot. And that's probably why not everyone stays volunteering in student ministry as long as we have. Because yeah. you do have to shift your thinking and you can't compare the 2023 teenagers to, like I was saying, the 1993 teenagers, like when we were teenagers, or even the teenagers of 10 years ago. We have to look at yeah. the students we have now and minister to the life that those students are living. We can't just live our life based on the traditions that we've had, no, even though no. that's what worked for us or that's what worked for our student ministry early on. We have to read the room and yeah. we're, well, we need gotta, to cater to what their needs are or they're not going to hear us. Right. They're, we're not going to have room to have a voice in their life if we well, don't. Well, you got to minister to them where they are. It is fine, though, to see them grow up, see them evolve into their adulthood. We have got some you know, teenagers now that are serving like crazy. You know, they do get involved in our church, and I'm glad that our church uses them yes. uh, very heavily. Three of the uh, girls from my small group just went on a missions trip to the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. And one of my guys from the group went there, yeah. too. And like I said, not even just on, you know, missions trips and stuff like that, but that's cool that they do that and that they're willing to do that. But I'm talking like on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, they're down they're, in that children's wing doing stuff. They're working. And, they're serving. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole crew of them that are just, I think they call them the chair crew or the chair guys or something like that. And they move chairs, you know, that's yeah. literally their job. And they just, they do it well and they do it with a good attitude. And I'm, as I'm watching them, I'm like, can't imagine even myself, you know, mm-hmm. just being happy and excited to go do something like that. But they do. So you see them. Again, none of this that we've been talking about is in a negative light. It's just how life has changed. And this is the positive point that you see them serving. You see them living that busy life that they have and all the stresses and all the things that they have on their plate. And yet they come and they serve and they're being a light in the capacity that they can do it in. And it's really cool to see. Even our own kids are serving in the AV ministry, which is the audio video ministry. Our daughter Mm -hmm. is on a rotation to run the lights during service. And our son is on a rotation in big church. And our son is on a rotation to run what they call the pro presenter, which is the words on the screen during the worship time when the songs are going on. And that is an area of ministry that might not have been, they wouldn't have had as much of a need for volunteers 20 years ago or 30 years ago. When you and I you didn't were, have all of that, that kind of stuff. No, your pa- the pastor had a microphone, and that was pretty much it. That was yeah, your, there was no PowerPoint. No, was that was your AV. You know, I mean, there the might have been in mic. some of the bigger churches and bigger cities and stuff like of that. Of course, yes. First we, breaking in, but then it was probably still like the projector style, or not the projector, but the but yeah, you didn't need as many people yeah, is did. what I'm saying. And like yeah. our AV ministry at our church, there's a lot of people up there because we have all different sounds. Because you have not just the pastor has a microphone, but we have a whole praise team and all the instruments yeah. need sound. And, you know, there is the words on the screen and the pastor has a PowerPoint for his message. Yeah. And then we have really great stage lights and we have people video recording the service for Facebook Live and then to put it on YouTube and all these amazing ways that technology oh, yeah. has given us to do outreach. So people who maybe wouldn't step foot in a church, they have an opportunity to go to church if they want to do that from the comfort of their home, if they're just trying to get their feet wet and not ready to walk all the way into a church yet. You know, they can do it in the comfort of their home or someone who has had surgery and has to be homebound for a little while or an elderly person who is sick and can't get out much. There's all these ways now to bring church to them. So that's definitely but it takes a whole team to do it, but it takes a whole team yeah. of volunteers. And so having people who are willing to do that. And like you said, we have a lot of teenagers in our youth group who are mm-hmm. more than willing to jump in on a regular basis. And our kids being two of those. And like oh. our daughter this last weekend, she did lights at church and we had gotten up very early on Saturday she had to work late on Friday night. She did not get home until after midnight. She was back up at 6.30 to get ready to go. We were going to a wedding reception. So she had to get up early because she had to, you know, get extra cute because it was a wedding reception. <laughs> and then it was a couple of hours from us. So then we drove to that. And then we got back home kind of later in the evening. And well, we she went got, to that nougat splash. Because that's when we went to the nougat splash was after the yeah. wedding reception. 
So she came back home that evening and she said, I have lights in the morning for AV ministry. And we're like, okay. So she went to bed, set her alarm again for like 630 in the morning, got up, never complained. Never. Yeah. It was just she. This is her commitment, and it didn't matter that she had not gotten a whole lot of sleep Friday night, and yeah. that she'd had a super busy Saturday. She went to bed Saturday night and set her alarm yeah. Sunday morning. Got up, went and did her AV ministry, and so teenagers are awesome. Oh, yeah. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> they are some of the you, most faithful. Sometimes oh, they are. They absolutely are. And you you talk about the technology, and I was giggling, trying to hold back, but. <laughs> Again, back in the day, I remember running sound. I mean, it was like one microphone, you know, but you just I turned the volume run. up or down. Yeah. You just turned the <laughs> one volume up and down. But do you, do you remember like when people would like have specials, like they would sing? Oh yeah. So On like Sunday you had morning, the offering. Yeah. And then you had somebody special. had to sing a special. Well, we didn't have all the bands and you didn't have all the music. So you would have to go get a cassette tape that didn't have the words on the song that you wanted to sing. <laughs> a soundtrack. And so the sound guy in the back had the little cassette player and you had to have it set just the right, you know, and do that. I remember doing that. <laughs> you push play for the people. Push play. They do, they'd go there and they'd give you a little nod so you'd push play. <laughs> Anyone who grew up in church is nodding their head right now. They know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. It's just hilarious. Or you just sung to the pianist and gave her the music. Yeah. And she would have to play whatever that song was. She which accompanied is, you. Accompanied you. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> just funny. I, yeah, I, I, like, I like it better now. Yeah. I like the changes. <laughs> That's the thing about tradition is yeah. there is some, like we've sat here and reminisced and been nostalgic about youth ministry and when we were in youth ministry oh, yeah. versus as leaders. There's definitely stuff we miss versus how things are today, but there's definitely yeah. stuff we don't miss. And the I biggest... think about our youth group, like the trips that we take oh, yeah. now, that oh, yeah. we didn't do stuff like that. Now, maybe no. some of your bigger churches did, and we didn't go to a really big church, but no. we've gone with students on ski retreats and fall oh, yeah. retreat and camps that theme were... Parks. We've gone to theme parks, and we've gone to camps that weren't just like your average ordinary little church no. camp. They have beach camp now, and... Yeah. Just all kinds of, I mean, missions camps, missions camps, camps. things have evolved in such great Mm -hmm. ways. I think a lot of that is to try to engage the students because as we were talking, you know, their attention does get shorter and they have so much buying for their time. And so we've kind of amped it up a little with youth ministry and it's really fun. I think the biggest way that ministry has changed that I enjoy probably one of the most is the music. Yeah. I'm definitely more the style of the new contemporary, you know, not the old traditional hymns and the organ and the <laughs> yeah, I don't miss I mean, the organ. <laughs> I, yeah. And, you know, that's not a dig on anybody that liked that or Mm-mm. people that, you know, enjoy that and like that traditional style. And We still sing a traditional hymn at our church every now and again, but yeah, then but it different. doesn't. Yeah, the music is better. You're still <laughs> getting it. Yeah. And worship just hits different because, and shout, shout out to Michael Walter, our music minister. Muse, you just called him a music minister. That shows how old you are. Music leader, He's our worship music pastor. Worship pastor. Okay, you can edit all that out. <laughs> no, shout I'm out, leaving it. it shout stays. out to Michael Walter, the music pastor. Reverend Michael Walter, yes. the music minister. Yes, but <laughs> worship takes you, and it's probably just my heart. I mean, because I know people have for years have worshipped with the traditional hymns mm-hmm. and really gotten a lot out of it. And you know, I enjoy hearing the old hymns and stuff like that. But I mean, I just. To me, the new style, the new way of the era that we're in right now, I mean, it just, it truly leads me to worship. I get so much out of the worship service. Yeah, you really resonate with the words. Yeah. And that's some of it with the hymns. There are some hymns that I hear that could bring me to tears. The words are just so beautiful. But then there's some that you hear and you almost kind of giggle at them because the words are... They're just old-fashioned terms that we don't hear now. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially if you're thinking about sharing Jesus with others or sharing Jesus with someone maybe who hasn't grown up in church or who doesn't know anything about God or the Bible, and you play them a hymn, some of those hymns, (laughs) I mean, they're going to be like, what is this? You know, whereas the newer style of worship songs, it's our current language (laughs) and phrasing there's still some phrasing in some of the current worship songs that would confuse a new believer or someone who hasn't been immersed in church culture 
but sure. more of the newer style is it's just more our language and yeah. the style of music that is current and that yeah. the majority of people listen to I, mean, I don't think most people are driving down the road in their cars listening to organ music <laughs> some are maybe but the majority are not <laughs> maybe the old southern gospel remember that that didn't even have organs but no, yeah i, I do remember but southern remember gospel oh yeah the gaither vocal band the old gaithers <laughs> great songs though i mean they had a lot of meaning a lot of they ministered to people really well but it's just a different day and time yeah get on board <laughs> and if you're not i'm sure you'll find a church who's not either so oh, <laughs> you yeah. can go not be on board with them <laughs> yeah yeah most definitely there are some people and churches who just really like their tradition and yeah. they're not gonna let it go for nothing nope but we've talked a lot about youth changing and being different but you also talked about how you do the mops ministry mm-hmm. that is something that i would have never back in our day i don't remember our moms being a part of anything like that no we didn't have anything like that in our areas uh, but your aunt did but she drove to nashville for it oh wow mm-hmm. yeah and she lived here in our well, she lived outside of murfreesboro but okay. she drove twice a month when her kids were little so yeah oh, wow. it was okay. around and mops has been around for like 40 years maybe oh wow i didn't know or, that. yeah it has been around for a while but it's definitely grown okay it has definitely grown it's international it's in like 72 countries it's very very widespread now but that's true just of ministry in general i think mm-hmm. there are ministries available even my conversation with courtney last week about how can we serve the homeless right. community I'm sure 30 years ago, that was way more overlooked than what it is now. Yeah. I'm sure the Nashville Rescue Mission has been there for a long time and shelters and things like yeah. that. But just the way that nonprofit organizations serve the homeless community or any type of yeah. community that they're serving, just underprivileged or disabled or whatever, all of that, as technology increases, as we become smarter, as we do things longer we learn to do better a lot of the yeah. times. And so why wouldn't you do better? Right. If you, just because what you did 10 years ago worked, why not try that. this small twist on it and see if it works better? Right. And if it doesn't, then you stop doing it and you go back to how you were. But it doesn't mean you don't try to change things or start a new ministry. Oh, yeah. For something, you know, you have to try. And I think that we definitely have a lot more available than what there was years ago. Most Just definitely. church culture in general is a lot different well, yeah, than it I used mean, to be. Here's the thing. If you go to church and you get involved in a church, if you don't serve in some capacity, it's because you don't want to. And it's not because it's not there. You yeah, know what I mean? If you're not involved in some there way. There is literally every type of service or ministries in a church that can literally be everybody's personality. For sure. We would have never heard of somebody being a security guy at church. No. Back in the day. And that's kind of sad that that's a ministry yeah, now. It is sad. But it is the world we shows, live in. Yeah. It opens the door to some men that might not get involved in any other type of ministry. Yeah, that's a good point. So there's just stuff like that. And there's so many other things. I mean, like a the coffee table ministry. Yes. You know, you got the we people have a coffee that put ministry. The coffee. <laughs> and and that's in a lot of churches, you know, and it has been for many years. But what I keep saying is you go back 20, 30 years. Yeah, they may have made a pot of coffee for Sunday school hour or something like that in the back, but it wasn't like a church wide, like the coffee corner up front, you know, or something no, like that. That's definitely I mean, a newer phenomenon. Literally, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it just gives you the opportunity and gives more people the opportunity to serve. And I think that's just a really cool uh, thing. But then there's outside of the church, there's so many more as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've got people being able to serve in so many community things and community activities. And again, like I said, if you're involved in a church and you're not involved in a ministry, it's because you've made that decision. It's not because there's nothing there for you. Exactly. It, our world has evolved to the point where there is so many ministry opportunities that you can just jump in there. And unfortunately, some people jump into everything and you get over, you know, you have, Lots of people doing all the work, or excuse me, I said that backwards. You have little people, people. a few Mm -hmm. people doing all the work, and then lots of people that don't do anything. I think that's a testament. I think in our church, it's not like that. I mean, I'm kind of biased at our church, but um, (laughs) I do think that serving and being in the sit one, serve one, you know, worship one type thing. I may have just botched that up, but, um, (laughs) but anyhow, you have the opportunity and it's there and they, uh, you know, they get people involved. Yeah, and it's worship one. Worship one. Connect one. Connect one and serve, serve one. one. Yeah, there yeah. You go. 
Thank you. Because I knew as soon as I said that, I was like, I have Well, you said completely. sit one and worship one, but those are the, <laughs> it's same. the same thing. Yeah. You missed the connect one, the which connect is one. where connect is our, what our church calls our small group ministry. Yeah. So, yeah. because our church is larger, I mean, we don't go to like a big church, but there's several hundred people there. Yeah. And that's one thing that people get frustrated about in church as well is that maybe they don't get involved in anything. Right. And so then they don't really get to know anybody because. Right. They're walking in the door with several hundred people and then walking back out of the door with several hundred people yep. when they come to church service. So coming to a church service, that's your worship one. And then getting involved in a ministry of our church, that's your serve one. And like Craig said, at our church, there's so many ministries. And I can oh, only imagine awesome. the yeah. churches that are larger than ours, even churches smaller mm-hmm. than ours, have very similar ministries to ours, like yeah. the coffee ministry. That coffee doesn't just magically appear on the table <laughs> in the lobby, and it doesn't just magically clean itself up. Oh. You need a team of people that handle that. And then... Connect one is where you get involved in a small group and a small group is typically 10 to 12 people that are in your age and stage of life. So Craig and I are middle-aged marrieds with teenagers. So our connect group would be five or six other couples that are middle-aged parents of teenagers. So you do life together. So that's where our worship one, connect one, serve one comes in. Mm -hmm. If you are not involved like you said, it's not because the opportunity is right. not there. Well, I mean, and the reason why I said that was because rewind and go back in the day and the churches that we grew up in, because they were smaller and stuff like that, there wasn't a lot of need. There wasn't that much to do. You know, the pastor got up and did his thing and the music leader would get up and lead us in a couple of hymns. And of course you had the pianist and the organist and you had maybe one guy running a little microphone for the pastor, <laughs> yeah. you know, but that was about it. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of other ministries involved. And as time has evolved, it has allowed us to get involved. And again, if you're not involved, it's by choice. Right. So ministry has definitely changed over the years. Uh, It has. A lot for the good. Not just student ministry, which is what we started off talking about, because that's been our main ministry throughout our life. But just church in general, church culture, ministry, service, all of that for sure has changed. Yeah. Developed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's about it. It's a lot about uh, the ministry that we've served in and how we foresee ministry. So it wasn't just all about us and our ministries and things that we've done. It's just about in churches in general and And the way we've experienced it. The way we've experienced Mm -hmm. it and the way we see it. Definitely, if I was to give any advice, which I am not qualified to give any advice, but if I was to give any advice would be to get involved um, because I do believe that you get more out of church if you serve and if you do absolutely and it's Um, biblical if you read the Bible people serve people that's how church works Jesus came to earth to serve that's why he was here and so and I agree with that 100% I do believe that a lot of people you know check off their well we went to church today you know, yeah, and, and you just, uh, until you do it, you don't realize what you get out of it until you get in and you serve and you minister in some form or capacity to others and you use what God has given you to be able to help others through their walk and through, yes. and it's really helping you in your walk. It, it really might not even be for helping others. I mean, it literally is showing you much more than what you're even trying to show somebody else. Absolutely. Uh, so that would be my take. Yeah. Um, Serving others helps us grow. There's been a lot of times over the years that I do believe that I was tired and I was just burnt out or I was, you know, but I would just keep going, you know, mm-hmm. keep doing the stuff. And I think that it was one of those things that I was still able to get a lot from the ministry that I was serving in, even though maybe my heart even wasn't in the right place, but I didn't know it. It was still feeding me. It was still allowing me to grow. That would be my advice. Again, I'm not qualified, but I'm going to give it because this is my platform. Well, but that's (laughs) right. And it's been your experience. So we did have a season of rest not too long ago. It was called a worldwide pandemic. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people who were not on staff at a church, being on staff at a church means that the church pays you. It's your job. Like there are people who have jobs at churches and we are not those people. We are volunteers. So pretty much everything was shut down. And we didn't have church services to attend or ministries to serve in for several months a really long time yeah 
And I remember at first it was kind of nice. Yeah. Like to have the break. break. But after not very long, I was itching to get back in. And some of that might've just been ready for the world to get back to whatever normal (laughs) was going to look like. But a lot of it too was just missing that connection with people and Mm -hmm. serving people. And because it does bring you to a point of connection like us with our students, you know, it's that face to face, that in person. Yeah. You can text and call and send cards and those are all great things. But being in person, serving people that you can see in the flesh is just, it's a gift. And like you said, I think a lot of times I get more out of it. My heart just gets full. Yeah. Even on the days that I'm tired. Yep. Even when I'm like, oh, we have youth group tonight and I had such a long day at work. As soon as I walk through those doors, I'm so glad I'm there. Yeah. Every time. Yep, absolutely. So don't miss out. That's right. Well, all right. Ready to wrap it up? Wrap it up. All right, let's go to church camp. Go to church camp. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See y'all. And that's a wrap for this episode for the How To Gurus. Thank you for listening and please subscribe, rate, and review the How To Gurus on your favorite podcasting app.